Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are back. Oh my <laughs> Hello, god, it feels like world. forever. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're in the Bachelorette now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. <laughs> and we are back and so, so rusty. Wow. <laughs> First of all, who knows how this episode's going to sound? Because we yeah. had technical difficulties out the ass setting up for this. Mm-hmm. It is 11 p.m., y'all. Yep. Wow. Our meeting time we was here? 8 p.m. Just want to give you that context. Yeah. That was the start time. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been dealing with technical difficulties for three hours. We were living life. But um, here we are now at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Nice, you know, ripe uh, Saturday night to... Record for you guys, but we're back and we're so excited. So um, yeah, we took a true, true break, which we really needed. We had so mm-hmm. much going on in our personal lives that we really need to just shut this down for a little bit and yeah. go and handle those things. Yeah. Um, but we're back for we're now. Back. We'll get into that. Yeah, more details <laughs> we'll coming soon. <laughs> more details to come. Um, but what's up, friend? What you been up to? Just <laughs> tell me about your Negro woman spiritual you went to today. Oh, my Lord. Okay, you guys. So for the black listeners, I know you guys will be familiar. For the white listeners, this will be a little cultural lesson. So today I went to the Negro Association for Black Women. Sec- oh, no, let me not say what the section is because you all, I, we know you all are on the internet. <laughs> Air these old ladies out. Uh-huh, you sleuths. So... I went to this luncheon. This luncheon was four hours long. We did mm-hmm, not eat course. until one forty-five p.m. Damn. Oh, my God. There was a tricky tray for a purse with Michelle Obama's face on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Literally a scene out of Medea. <laughs> but this is your life. <laughs> there was several dance performances. Okay. It was, whew. Ooh, it was something, and at one, I was so tired this morning. I came back from the city. I was out last night, all kinds of craziness. And this, <laughs> this song they were performing to the girls, it was that song. From the Lion King? 
The circle of life? My is mother, that what you're humming right now? My, my mother pulled one of my braids and said, is this from The Lion King? And when I tell you I was crying tears <laughs> of laughter. Oh, my God. Why was that their song take selection? It. I couldn't even take it. Why were you dancing to that? Why? <laughs> oh, wow. I can't. Yep. Yep. So that was that was my culture for today. My 85-year-old aunt loved to see me, and I was there smiling Aww. with her. You love going to a luncheon, mm-hmm. a Negro women's, as you say, you a know, Negro I woman's don't. yada yada. <laughs> she doesn't even finish out the name of the organization. She said, I'm not some Negro woman's yada yada with my aunt today. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> she has so many, and she's 85, so I want to like spend time with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. But otherwise, over that, everything else is going good. You know, over here, manifesting, living, doing it, you know? Doing it. Mm -hmm. How about you, friend? Oh, man. I am am recording, not from Harlem, guys. I'm recording from Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, New York, at my boyfriend's place. Oh my God! You're gonna tell them, Ooh, yeah, girl. You that's are all wild. I'm telling them. <laughs> I got a man's, and that's it. <laughs> and scene. That's no. it. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest update in my life. I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He cute. Nice. He be around. We in love and shit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, yeah, at his place, I Airbnb my apartment sometimes to make money. Cause you know you gotta have little side hustles, two or three, living in New York. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's, I have people living in my apartment right now. And so I'm living in his apartment <laughs> right now, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my biggest update. He's cute. We met on, we met on a dating app, everybody. Oh, which, which one? I've talked about, I've talked about my dating app kind of mm-hmm. excursions a little bit here and there yes. on the podcast. Um, didn't think it would actually work for me, and lo and behold, I met this dude on Hinge. Shout out to Hinge. Mm-hmm. I tried all of them. Literally every <laughs> single dating app you can find. I have tried it even for a week. I've tried them all, and I met this little man on Hinge. And yeah, we had a long day. We went to the Transit Museum in uh, oh. Brooklyn. It's about like the New York City... Transit was that system. something to see? You didn't egg it? It was cool. No, it was cool. You oh, had to go, like, okay. underground. They had all kind of old trains, like, old uh, MTA trains. You learned the whole history of, like, how they built it. And Justine looks so bored. I'm not even going to keep going. Because yeah, uh, <laughs> like... I would go in there protesting, okay? You <laughs> <laughs> all got a museum? I was delayed getting here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, we took the G. We took the, the G to get there. The G? Oh, no. I think, no. You might as well take a camel. <laughs> I know. I would have got there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was interesting. As trifling as the MTAB, it was still interesting to learn the history. So okay. we went to that. Did a little thrift store shopping. Oh, walked around with no. the Cuban food. It was a cute little day. Okay. Little I day. know how you both love old things. We both love old. You know. You know I love a good oh, shirt with a God. hole in it. <laughs> Oh, God. Stina hates my oh, everything. Like, anything I wear, anything I, like, try to style. She's like, what is this, Natasha? No, it's no, it's not even that. But that day when I recognized you from literally an avenue away because I recognized your leggings, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> just, oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. 
So yeah, that was my day. That's my update. Everything else is good. Living life. Work nice. is work. Life is life. Uh, yeah, are we back? Speaking of, mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to keep this or not, but speaking of, because if I and when I get a man, I'm never telling any of you. However, <laughs> what kind of personal stuff would you want to see from us? I really would like to know, because I do things like put my 12-hour-old face on Instagram at the end of the day. <laughs> you do love questions a, a story. And whatever. And I think you guys like it, but I'm not sure. Would love to hear your thoughts as to what you want to see from us. Yeah. Is it Natasha's travel tips? Is it dating and relationship stuff? Is it like what? Because we have many specialties. We are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. We are not a monolith. Yes. So what do you care to see from us? I would love to know. Email us. Yeah. Two black girls, one rose at Gmail. What else has been going on? Can we just recap like quickly, like all the blackness that just happened in the world since we left? <laughs> Life, right? Yeah. First and foremost, homecoming. Hello. The best. Hello. Oh my God. How many times have you watched it? I watched it three times, all in the same week. And it was Me like too. an overload and I've stopped since then. <laughs> It was like the night it came out, the next day, and then yeah, I think one other time, like two days afterwards, and I was like, I need to stop. Like, I literally, <laughs> I can't. I need to get my whole life together. Right, because it's mostly the performance, which I've watched every day mm-hmm. anyways, but watching her oh. just manage her oh. team just helps me to go to work the oh, next day. Oh, yes. Like... I felt like I could literally do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anything. It was just an incredible documentary, like, within itself. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. so beautifully made. It was such like a, it was like an ode to African Americanness. Mm. And I feel yes. like if you're a white person watching it, you learned a lot, like yes. about particularly right. about the HBCUs. I learned shit. Yes. By the end, I wanted to go to yeah. HBCU. I was pissed where I went to go to college. It was like they was having fun at HBCUs. These did look like they had a lot of fun. It was yeah. like a great, just expo not expose, but a great like exploration mm-hmm. of that side of culture that was never seen on such a grand stage like this on Coachella or at Coachella and then on motherfucking Netflix (laughs) (laughs) for literally the entire world to see. It was everything. It was just so black. I just love seeing like the literal hundreds of singers and dancers and musicians singing Mm -hmm. and dancing in our style to our music, like behind this beautiful black queen who could have made her Coachella, she could have made her Coachella performance anything, but she decided to make it yeah. as blackety-black as she could. And I just lived <laughs> mm-hmm. for it. Ugh. Yep. I could, like, literally talk endlessly about this. Yeah, forever. Yeah. I particularly love seeing, I don't know if you've seen online, like, videos of, like, little girls watching Homecoming and them just, like, staring Ooh. in awe at Beyonce. Just, like, all starry-eyed. Oh, my God. That's so nice. I love it. No, I haven't. And that's oh my god, they're so lucky. They're so right, we were looking at nobody. Dusty has Britney Spears. Like we didn't have anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like when we were growing up, on stage killing it, who looked like us. You know what I mean? Or who was like taking command and control of a room mm-hmm. and know she has a, a five hundred billion dollar performance, and her husband was like, okay. uh... I guess I'll see you guys later. Right. <laughs> we didn't, and we had some singers and stuff, but we didn't have like Beyonce growing right. up. So I love seeing those videos of those little girls just like. Or even seeing like backstage of like the Spice Girls. Like, even if the Spice Girls were just as commanding, mm-hmm. we never knew. 
Right. You know. You know? Ugh, I love it. And also, because I'm going to relate it back to The Bachelor, Bachelorette, mm. like those mm. little videos of the little girls, that is why representation is so important. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one, I'm about to, sorry, I might do a little rant real quick. Oh, go <laughs> this ahead. This just go came ahead. into my soul. Like, on our Instagram, we stay getting these dusty-ass, white, corn-fred, <gasps> MAGA-ass Instagram trolls who stay mm-hmm. coming on our feed, just stay, and I stay blocking y'all, so let <laughs> me keep coming. Mm-hmm. But anytime I post anything like race, diversity, representation related, any any post I do with Rachel Lindsay in it and mention anything about mm. race or diversity, these dusty ass trolls <laughs> come up on our timeline talking about, you know, get over it. Why not go make your own? Like people are literally saying, why don't know go... Why not go make your own black bachelor? Things like that. This is what I'm talking about. Let me talk about representation let's matters. Do. Yeah, yeah. The bachelor. If we do that, let's just go back to segregation. Yeah. That's what you're trying she to said, say. Yeah, like... go have your own black TV stations. You go, we will make our own shit. Like, the reason why we get so up in arms about this is, and we sound like broken records, but I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep saying it. The Bachelor is a primetime national treasure. It has been on air for 17 years. Not that many shows have been on TV for that long. 23 right. seasons right. of The Bachelor, 14 of The Bachelorette, countless spinoffs, and all kinds of shit from this franchise. Mm-hmm. And for us to only have one person of color lead and like a handful of contestants that even make it past the first night, just by sheer, <laughs> just by sheer representation standards, the show is spewing this message that fairy tale love stories are only for white people. Right, exactly. Racial relationships ain't a thing. Black women aren't desirable. Asian men don't exist. <laughs> Latinas are only feisty and <laughs> cause drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> Indian women. Oh yeah. yeah. Asian, yes, the underlying yeah. messages of the franchise <laughs> are so problematic. So. I just slept very well when Homecoming came out because I just know that Beyonce exists Mm -hmm. (laughs) and little girls and young Mm -hmm. girls and college girls watching TV, they ain't going to get this message and feel goodness from watching The Bachelor. They're going to get it from other things on TV that are a little bit more representative of them. Um, But this is why we're so up in arms about this show that has such a platform and just continues to not represent people who watch the show, which is very frustrating. And it does, like so many people in the inbox say, it gives you something to relate to in some of your coworkers or whoever who are watching The Bachelor, like some of these white women or white men that you work with. And I know for me, it's given me a level of clout in my workplace that Mm -hmm. I watch this show. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to be forced to watch, what's her name, Cassie Casey? I even forget from two months ago who won. (laughs) Oh, Cassie, yeah. Cassie. I shouldn't have to watch Cassie's mediocre self to relate to my coworkers. We should be able to mm. talk about Tasia, whoever, everybody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's frustrating. Very frustrating. But thank you, Beyonce, for creating beautiful art where <laughs> I can relate to. Okay? And to all the little girls and boys that get to watch her and feel like they see somebody that look like them. Mm. Love it. Ugh. Sorry. Just had to, that literally, okay. I don't know why I did <laughs> It have to do that, your but ancestors—they just... bubbled up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the spirit just took me away. What else is happening in Black World? Meghan Markle, she about the bus. 
Megan Markle, I'm convinced, had that baby and is in Zimbabwe on vacation. Okay. With she Harry. had the baby. How do you know she had the baby? I would think so. Because she was due in April. Oh. It is May. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just turned May, Justine. Relax. It's no, May the well, 4th. But people very rarely come to like the full stop 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rare. So, I don't know. Wow. We'll see. No, I, I mean, I don't think we're going to see that kid until Christmas. Oh, they're definitely going to hide. Yeah. Uh, boy, girl, do we even know what it is? We don't know. Whatever. It's black and it's in Buckingham <laughs> Palace. So it could be a fucking like <laughs> lizard for all I care. It's black <laughs> and it's ours. So we claim him or her. <laughs> Shit. It's royalty. Um, oh other black news. Um, <laughs> this is like a new segment. Other black news. <laughs> I like, like that though. I think that'd be cute. I know. That'd I just love that so much shit happens since we've gone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we just have to cover it. Um, so quickly, Miss Teen USA, Haley Garris, black girl, she won Miss Teen USA sporting her natural hair. And Hello. I love how she spells Haley. It was like L I E G H? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, at first I thought it was a spelling error. I don't know what, but <laughs> I guess. Hilai? So it looks like. Anyways, she was rocking a fro. Loved it. Still waiting to see a girl with natural hair on The Bachelor, but we'll keep waiting. Yeah, we just got a red. Okay. We just got a redhead last season, so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start slow. Um, and then also, I don't know if you knew, in the first time in history, Miss USA, Miss America, and Miss Teen USA are all black. That is wild. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Progress. Yeah. Love it. Well, one of them. Ooh, I don't want to get this wrong. I know we have pageant people who will listen. Um, but right. I read it on one of them was doing prison reform, and she's like twenty-seven. Oh wow! And she's like out. That was her. Um, so her platform because they all have like platforms. Her platform yeah. is like prison reform. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, love it. Because a lot of times. I mean, I haven't watched Miss USA or any of these things in a while, but sometimes their platforms are like bogus ass <laughs> causes. <laughs> Save the caterpillars or like just dumb shit. Like, can we do something that actually affects actual change? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I feel like anti bullying was like so many people's no, platforms for not, years. You can't change that as. It's, and it's Miss tired. Everybody did. has an anti bully platform. And you just did, like, a bathing suit competition. Get out of here with your anti-bullying. Ain't nobody going to believe you. Exactly. What? Oh, my God. But, yeah, shout out to Miss USA America and Team USA. Beautiful black women. Um, Last little thing, Halima Aiden. Is that Mm -hmm. that her name? Halima Aiden. Mm -hmm. First model to wear a hijab and a burkini in Mm -hmm. Sports Illustrated. And That's she looked bomb. She looks so that, good. Yeah, she's that gorgeous. That was wild. Because Sports Illustrated, they always have, um, don't every year they do the, like, painted, like, the girls are butt naked and they, yes, like, paint them. they're nude. They're, yeah. like, straight nude. And then mm-hmm. this is, like, one extreme to the next. Now we have a model who's wearing mm-hmm. a full burkini and a hijab. Yep. I love it. Got your hijab. Because, mm-hmm. Justine, you always talking about having someone in The Bachelor with who wears <laughs> a hijab. Hello? Okay. She's gonna be waiting there to the is, end to the dawn of time. Be... <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> to wait till oh god, till revelations. But I'm waiting. 
because, hello, this is the sexiest issue of any magazine to come out all year. Mm-hmm. And this girl's in a burkini? Like, That's come on. Awesome. Come on, guys. Love it. And she looks so What's pretty. And I remember, I think it was three years ago, someone was on the cover and their whole vagina was hanging out. What? <laughs> <laughs> you say it like that. Their whole vagina it was, was on the cover, and you know, shout out to that girl who I'm sure is like now 20, maybe 21. But she was on the cover of this magazine, and everybody I remember online was like, "What are we doing? What is this? Her entire oh, vagina, no. like you can see what her ovaries, like." Oh no! On the cover of Sports Illustrated, it was on the cover. It was like the bikini was so small. Small. Oh, okay. See. Oh, jeez. It was so bad. So shout out to Halima, always. Shout out, yeah. Um, That's it for (laughs) random black news that we just felt like (laughs) talking about. (laughs) I don't know what segment that was. We just wanted to talk about black shit. So, okay, it's Saturday. We're recording this episode. This will come out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So when you're listening to this, uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. Monday, the ABC had a bachelorette reunion. Hasn't been much, like, information about what this reunion is. We just know mm. it's, like, I think they said 12 of the 14 bachelorettes. Oh, okay. That's um, a decent turnout. Well, I've been there, yeah, and I don't know if they're, like, recapping stuff or um, what the hell is going on. I don't really know. For Justine and I, the only bachelorette who matters, in our opinion, is Miss Rachel Lindsay. Right. Who will be there? Who will be there? Um, And also, we didn't even announce at the top of the episode, Rachel Lindsay's uh, season is going to be the theme for this episode, basically. Yes. Yep. (laughs) So a little later on, we're going to count down our top 10 most memorable moments from Rachel's season um, Mm -hmm. in honor of this Bachelorette reunion foolishness that they're playing on Monday. (laughs) Um, And we loved Rachel's season so much. Really going back through her season for this episode, so much shit went down in her season. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot of drama. Like, Mm -hmm. we'll get into it, but a whole bunch of stuff. It was a very good season, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do on this episode. As for his bachelorette reunion, um, yeah, I don't really know. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, have I don't know today. who cares. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, know what this is about. Not like... sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Before we get into the episode, our countdown of Rachel's season, and we do have some bachelor nation news we want to cover. We, we got everything in this episode, guys. It might be a long one. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been gone for a while, so we're just trying to pack it all in. But before we get to that very important announcement, so for those of you who are not on our social media, we are Two Black Girls, One Rose on Instagram, Two BLK Girls, One Rose on Twitter. You're probably out of the loop as to what our plans are for Hannah B's season, which premieres next Monday. Now, as we stated on the season finale last season, we have decided to move our podcast to Patreon. Yay! Justine and I decided that the only way in hell we were going to dedicate hours each week of our time to watching Whack-Ass Hannah B's Journey for Love is if we started to make some money. Because mm-hmm. this podcast is a lot of fun, but y'all know it's a lot of work as well. Mm-hmm. It's 11 p.m. on a Saturday, and we are recording right now. Right. <laughs> so... 
For just $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to our weekly recaps of this season's Bachelorette by signing up to become a patron on Patreon. Now you might be asking, what is Patreon? Patreon is an online platform where creators, musicians, podcasters, artists, people from around the world post content for their listeners and their fans who in return pay a very tiny monthly fee. Um, And for you guys, you know, we've been doing this podcast. We released this podcast December 17th, 2017. So a little over a year and a half for free 99. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any ads. Just good old free content that we've put out for the masses because um, we really enjoy watching The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, and we have fun. Um, but the times have changed, and we really need you guys' support. Regardless of whether or not you're going to watch The Bachelorette, because we have a lot of people who are saying we're not watching Hannah B. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether you're watching her, if you still don't want to miss out on hearing our beautiful voices mm-hmm. and kicking with us each and every Wednesday, then you have to sign up for Patreon. Mm -hmm. This is how you do it. It literally takes two minutes. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the number two black girls, the number one rose. Donate $5 a month. Boom. You get exclusive recaps of Hannah B season. We'll have the link in the description box. Um, and basically, yeah, if you don't sign up, you don't get the recaps. It's basically as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to be put up on iTunes or Spotify or any of that stuff. Yeah. Exclusive, exclusive for our MVPs on Patreon for the low fee of $5 a month. So uh, we originally said that we were going to recap the season if we got 2000 listeners to sign up on Patreon. Now we're asking all we want is a minimum of a thousand of you guys to sign up by the premiere next Monday. And we will recap the season for those thousand smart, lucky people mm-hmm. who donated on Patreon. If we get less than a thousand people, we're probably just going to have to reconsider, yeah, you know, moving plans. forward. Um, our plan is going to be to refund people mm-hmm. um, through Patreon. And then we will reconsider coming back for Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and that's pretty much where we stand at this point. As much as we love, love, love this podcast, it is mm-hmm. work and it's becoming unsustainable <laughs> to yeah. do this. That's the thing. Um, like, we're not going to, because it's Hannah B, take down the quality of the work that we're doing. It's going right. to be the same quality of work that we've been putting out, which means mm-hmm. that we have to have, and I think this podcast has quite a bit of monetary value. And mm-hmm. um, so we have to start taking advantage of that. So I implore you guys to support us. You know, if our podcast has become a staple in your, you know, Wednesday morning routine, why mess up your routine now? Right. Keep listening to All us. Right. <laughs> Sign up today. Patreon.com slash the number two black girls, one rose. Um, and I said it on the Instagram. If you can pay problematic ass Amazon. <laughs> Who's literal, literally, the warehouse workers in Amazon are dying. Slavery. Because they're being overworked. Please yeah. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. If you are paying mm-hmm. Amazon $12.99 a month for Amazon Prime, you can help support two young black creatives out here doing God's work by watching this mm-hmm. damn girl Hannah B. <laughs> Find love. 
every <laughs> Monday. Recapping after that, editing for four hours after that, yeah. promoing on social media yep. and answering Posting, emails and live DMs. tweeting. Live tweeting Oof. for y'all. If you could pay problematic ass Amazon, you can donate five measly dollars to us mm-hmm. two black ass girls right here. Yep. Support creators, support us. We really want to keep doing this podcast, but we need your support to do so. Again, it's patreon.com slash the number two black girls one rose. We're hoping, hoping, hoping to get to a thousand supporters mm-hmm. by the premiere next week. Um, because it'll be a very sad day if Wednesday comes around and no new episode pops mm, up from Two Black Girls One. Sad mm. for y'all and sad for us as well. We don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So sign up today. That's our plug. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Um, I told y'all we're on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all of our social media. So if you're not uh, following us on those platforms, please do that. Um, and then also you can email us. Number two, black girls, yes. one rose at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. So we're still, we're still not at the Rachel recap, y'all. We're still. <laughs> no, we are. St- thank you for still being here if you're still here. Thank you for still tuning in. <laughs> this is we... like the luncheon I went to today. <laughs> <laughs> Four hours in, we're still not at the program. <laughs> we promise you, we are doing the top 10 moments, top 10 most memorable moments of Rachel Lindsay season. Mm-hmm. But first, we're bringing back something, y'all. Ooh, we're bringing up old, old favorite. I know, old favorite. The Peter and Eric Peter update. And Eric <laughs> God, mm. we have to retire this segment because these niggas wasn't doing jack shit. Thing, <laughs> a thing. But I actually have a, a little update for my man Peter. Yeah. Okay. Peter went from hosting boot camps all over the country. To finally opening up his own gym, his first Yay. physical location, Peter Cross Fitness. It's in Middletown, Wisconsin. Never. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he is still just in like Wisconsin. living in Wisconsin. He has not moved to LA. He's nope. not in West Hollywood. He's not doing not none mm-hmm. of this shit. Love it. He's still running his little fitness thing and he's done so well that he's opened up his first uh, studio mm-hmm. um back on april 24th he had a whole opening and then by that weekend he had all his regular classes running i mean shout out to peter yeah. didn't literally exited stage left from the franchise mm-hmm. still amassed a huge number of instagram followers mm-hmm. people are still haha <laughs> me very thoroughly invested in his life and he has not had dating and all that yes and he has not done jack shit with the franchise Mm -mm. versus some people who they leave the show and then they their whole life becomes consumed by bachelor Mm -hmm. world bachelorness they're you know on the finale show they're recapping they're with chris harrison they're doing all this shit he chucked the deuces went to the left and is still out here just and we're still following him to the left and and we are still following him. <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing. So, shout out to Peter. Actually doing mm-hmm. something. What about your man, Eric? So, Eric has been taking um, selfies with white women and um, shirtless <gasps> on Instagram stories. And that's what? it. That's the Eric update. Who? <laughs> that's all. What? Who are the white women? What? All these random women we be training and stuff. Oh, he still does the personal training. 
Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. You know, Crickets. still putting up uh, foolish mint uh, uh, quotes that are not his own. The all the motivational uh, stuff. That's your man. You claim I him. Know, you I know. Mm-hmm. He always will be, but oof, boy, nothing. <laughs> so nothing. Nothing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, beyond Peter and Eric, we do have a little bit of Bachelor Nation Bachelor news. Nation news. So a, a bunch of little stuff went down since we since we uh, left the mm-hmm. podcast world. We're back now. Um, big news: Kendall and Joe, Joe the grocer, they moved in together. They are still a thing. Post Why uh, do we Paradise. Know that? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't particularly care about them. Me either. I looked at their Instagram, and I was like, there's not even a paid advertisement in here. Like, why do we know about this? No, they definitely do ads. They do, I mean, but the, the yeah. moving in announcement wasn't an advertisement, but maybe it's part of the whole yeah, I don't marketing know. scheme. I don't know. Joe has moved from Chicago to West Hollywood. So. Oh, God. I mean, he's been in this world. He did Dancing with the Stars. He did the whole Dancing yep. with the Stars tour. Mm-hmm. Kendall, I believe, is from LA, like originally. Yeah, yeah so she's she like yeah. in that whole world. Joe has mm-hmm. seven hundred fifty-one thousand Instagram followers. No, he does not. I rem- I distinctly remember when he started, or after the first episode or something like that. He had like forty thousand, mm-hmm. and it's just slowly mm-hmm. grown since then. Wow. Yeah. He got seven fifty-one. He got sponsors. He got tags on all his posts. Oh, yeah. His pictures oh, yeah. all look like professionally shot. Either he is someone well into the six figures, like oh, well into well, it. oh hell yeah, yeah. And either someone's either clearly running this account, or <laughs> he took some Instagram courses. Because you remember when he first started? Oh my god, Joe! First of all, he posted very sporadically, but it was like yes. Instagram stories, horrible lighting, the food reviews of him oh my eating god. burgers oh my god. or something. <laughs> And now his Instagram looks like it's a, it's a business. It's like a business. Hannah G's. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Hannah G's. Yeah, it's a full-on yeah. business. So, yeah, get your coin, I guess. Happy mm-hmm. for him and Kendall. I don't know. Um, speaking of peddling shit on Instagram, Cassie and Colton. Cassie has... You look so confused. Like, who's Cassie? Look at your face. Yeah. <laughs> Like Cassie, she said, "Who's I'm that?" Sorry, I totally took them out of my my whole ether. <laughs> like, uh, okay, yeah, they're still uh-huh. out here. Cassie, guess how many followers she has on Instagram? One point six million, easy. Oh, you know, okay, <laughs> it's one point six. One point six? Yeah. Is it really? Oh yeah. Did you just guess that? Oh my god. <laughs> Why? This is one point six million. I think she was one of the girls who started off already with a very sizable number. Yes. Remember Colton season? Like a lot of the girls were already influencers. It was very bizarre. Um, so she mm. um she's been peddling all kinds of foolishness. And I read this one article that was hilarious. Oh, she was recently peddling some skincare bullshit and a fan mm-hmm. <laughs> called her out and was like and said, every day you say you use something else. Can I get your <laughs> real skincare routine? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Funny. Somebody else said, it's better. It's probably better to take skincare advice from your local dermatologist, not a reality mm-hmm. TV star. I don't understand. Can someone explain to me the influencer 
shit like when they're pushing products every single mm-hmm. day like every post is another mm-hmm. sponsorship and another product mm-hmm. what this is not why i followed you i didn't follow well, you to be pushed products i followed you to look at your clothes and to see who you're dating and like you but, know that superficial shit i don't care what your bullshit products you're putting on your face that someone hashtag ad like i don't care yeah. Well, that's why the advertisers go and seek these people out. Because if they put up their real stuff and they said, this is really my skincare routine, you'd pay attention. I would pay attention if it was the real shit. But, like, does this work? I don't know. Like, if I was a hardcore, I guess if I I had to be a hardcore Cassie fan, so everything she posts, I just, like, take it as face value. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the best skincare. Oh, oh my God, that's the best skirt. I have to go buy it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just a casual, regular person, like, I don't see how them every single post promoting some product or another like helps their brand i don't know i think there's more hardcore cassie fans than we think okay so maybe that's it and And it's not even just cassie it's like it's all them all (laughs) all instagram people i'm just so perplexed by this world Mm -hmm. when you look at post after post after post and different things are tagged in each yeah. post, and hashtag ad is on every single yeah. post. Very strange. Very, very odd. Yeah, and I know Becca M is really getting into the influencer game, like, heavy. Oh, yeah, because yeah. she got, she's selling maternity stuff now, and well, she got, her whole vibe now is, like, the hippie mom yes, vibe. Yes, but the, just you today know? I saw her selling a FabFit phone box. I said, okay. Jeez. Get your coins, I yeah, guess, but yeah. I just don't. It's not effective on me. Like, I get annoyed when I follow people and they have ad, 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 yeah, ad, ad. I just yeah. unfollow them because right, it's not yeah, why I followed too. you. <laughs> Very strange. Um, in other news, Ashley, I, and Jared, remember they were engaged? Mm-hmm. They um, have got a show, oh, their no. own show called Rosebuds. It's going to be on YouTube. Oh. On okay. Connect, I don't even know this TV station. Connect Contents TV YouTube page. Oh, oh okay. It says it's from the producers of Married at First Sight, so they have like wow. legit reality TV producers. Um, and it's not only following Ashley and Jared, but Nick Vial is going to be on it. Dean, oh messy, Jade and Tanner. Mm. I personally. I'm not interested. No, yeah, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> I also feel like we see so much of their lives already mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yep. So, like, what what new exclusive content am I going to get by watching How the show? How did this pitch happen? I don't... They live their lives on Instagram. On Instagram. Like, we see all of these. Dean, Nick, yeah. Ashley, Jarrett, all of them. We see their whole life play mm-hmm. on Instagram. So, what, what am I going to see behind... If I don't see Nick... And Dean out on dates, mm-hmm. like all up in their love life. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that they probably don't post on Instagram. If that shit's not on the show, then I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not right. Watching. Why would you be? Yeah. Why would I be? I need to see something mm-hmm. exclusive, mm-hmm. i.e., who the fuck are they <laughs> fucking, basically? Oh, no. <laughs> That's really what we care about. Why else am I tuning into the show to watch Nick when I could go on his damn Instagram story and see his whole damn life? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so that's that last piece of Bachelor Nation news. So this is relation to Hannah B's season. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a spoiler alert, mm-hmm. I guess. So spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear anything about Hannah B's season, um, in relation to the casting, really. So if you don't want to hear it, speed along. But news came out that two guys from her cast got the boot. 
So remember, like a month ago, they released the yes. pictures of all yeah. the guys on yeah. on Facebook. Um, since then, they just been cleaning up, <laughs> crumbling basically. <laughs> Two of them got kicked off. Uh, one guy, Joe Ramiro, 27, from Staten Island, is oh, a firefly- yeah. firefighter. He got kicked off the show before filming yep. even started. He was so sad on his Instagram story um, after. He saw the, yeah, the video. It was sad. Yeah. He almost was implying that they, like, I don't know if it was in the video or on the, he did an interview, that they found something in his phone, like a picture or something in his phone. Like a nude? That was, like, oh. I don't know. Probably not a nude. All these dudes got nudes, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> found something after they handed back the phone. He mm. got kicked off. Um, so that was before mm. filming. And then another guy. This is my favorite one because this one was all mm. over the inter- all over Reddit and everything. This guy Matt, full on creeper. A girl oh, on Twitter yeah. um, uploaded. <laughs> this girl on Twitter uploaded a series of mm-hmm. screenshots that. Uh, showed Matt harassing her in Instagram DMs, sending her unsolicited messages over the course years. of years. Yep. <laughs> years. He was just pestering her, just sending Matt, will you talk to me now? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. For years that upon years. disgusting. You guys, you guys, with this, like, uh, the other day, I just looked up Matt Lauer just for a laugh, just for fun. <laughs> You guys are getting caught doing this. You cannot keep doing this. You cannot keep like, doing this. You cannot oh be a cre- The days of being a creep are over. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm so no, sorry. They're done. They're done. Maybe because the women, all of us girls are banding together and saying, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're good. And uh, while I'm at it, I'm going to screenshot this and send this to every news outlet that I can find <laughs> who gives a shit. <laughs> like, that's what we're doing now. We're taking charge and embarrassing the shit out of you disgusting slime yep. balls. Ugh. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's it for Bachelor Nation News. <laughs> Should we dive into uh, the actual contents of this episode? Yes. So yes, we let's do it. What, 43 minutes. I got to edit that wow. shit down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just a lot. (laughs) Um, So for this episode, as we said, we're doing a top 10 countdown of our most memorable moments from Rachel Lindsay's season, which was the season that um, catapulted this podcast, basically. Mm -hmm. We never Mm -hmm. recapped her episode. We started the podcast fresh after her season. We never actually recapped her season, which we like deeply regret. We wish we had this idea before because her season Mm -hmm. was so good. So I juicy. didn't know I'd be watching every episode. I watched every episode of this. Oh yeah, every In episode. Me and Justine together. Every episode. By with our wine, kikiing, mm-hmm. cracking each other up, and then realize, fuck, we should probably do a podcast. This is like <laughs> hilarious and fun. <laughs> um, uh, where do I start? Rachel Lindsay as the Bachelorette. So. <laughs> We've talked extensively about our feelings on, like, the Peter versus Brian, and, you mm-hmm. know, we, we were hard on Rachel initially because we were big Peter fans and blah, blah, blah. One thing Justine and I never did was bash Rachel. We have always been Rachel Lindsay fans. As mm-hmm. someone who, like, I personally have been watching this godforsaken show for years, mm-hmm. literally, like, since season one of The Bachelor. I remember <laughs> it distinctly. Um, and literally every season I was like, this is the year, this is the year, 
you know, any person of color who seemed safe and likable, I was like, this is it. Yeah. He's going to be it. She's yep. going to be the next one. Like, literally, I did this for years, hoping and wishing that the next one was going to be a person of color. Um, I really, really had hope for Jubilee when Jubilee yes. was on Ben Higgins season. I, like, was so sure she was going to be our first yeah. Bachelorette. And then that didn't happen. So when they finally announced Rachel, she was, for me, as someone who's been watching this show forever and hoping and wishing on a prayer that somebody that looked like me would be the lead. When they announced her, it was like one of the most exciting things of my life. (laughs) As like sad as that is. It was like a godsend. This is what I've been waiting for. That sounded really pathetic. And then on top of that, she was... Like, she was more accomplished than any Bachelorette before. Mm -hmm. I would say her and Andy Dorfman. Andy was the one from Juan Pablo season. She was, like, a prosecutor. Yes, she was. of some sort. (laughs) Because she she was pretty badass. Anyway. Um, But, so, Rachel, you know, I would say she was up there with Andy Dorfman for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. But she was super accomplished. She was black. We met her family. They were hella black, so I love mm-hmm. that even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was, you know, super well-spoken, intelligent, had depth, like, characteristics that aren't really standard for Bachelorette Clearly character uh, not. <laughs> contestants. <laughs> and then she also, like, very much acknowledged the importance of her role as the first black Bachelorette and right. the first lead of color. Mm-hmm. Like, she stood proudly in it when she was doing her press co- tour before the show she was very outspoken about this role and so going into the season like I was a, like already a huge 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 Rachel fan and having her as the bachelorette and literally still our only bachelorette and I'm so happy that she's still out here oh, talking about it. how disappointed she's in the franchise mm-hmm. and still making sure the talk of diversity on this show is still like a mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. um just makes me commend her yep. even more so that's my spiel mm-hmm. on Rachel. But yeah, we're going to count down our top 10 moments. Top 10 most memorable yeah. moments. So this will be a walk down memory mm-hmm. lane for those of you who loved Rachel's season as much as ours. Or um... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively negatively. Therapy 
is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help, from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r never listen to the season i don't know we'll, we'll give you a or never watch the season i mean we'll give you a full little kind of recap of like the mm-hmm. highlights so we'll start us off just okay what are we talking about with our tet what was our moment so ten? starting off with my second husband fred Fred Cassidy. He, he was a husband status oh my god Shit. as soon as he came on camera i was like he's that's it He's my husband. This is it. <laughs> he was so oh, adorable. I thought he was so cute. He, he had like a nice voice. He would always hold her hand. And, you know, he was always so nice. And he had a huge downfall at the very end. Oh, my God. His ending was just garbage. Treacherous. We had a lot of yeah. hope in Fred. Because I remember when we first saw him step out the limo and then we learned that he was like mm-hmm. someone from her past. Mm-hmm. He had the whole yearbooks as someone he went to middle, she went to middle school with or whatever. Like we were so like, oh my God, we like already saw the oh, whole yeah. storyline, oh, yeah. like the whole yep. fairy tale. And then it just like burned. crashed and burned. <laughs> like, oh my God. So mm-hmm. bad. Fred turned out to be a lame yeah, Pretty lame. asked her if he could kiss her and she looked at him like so you really about to ask me this i think she said that she like scoffed i think she was like you you are yeah. gonna ask me this <laughs> yeah oh and then he went in and kissed her anyways it was yeah so it was bad terrible. like after he saw her like scoff he was like well you know i mean you know i have to be the man and just go and then by that point she's already like you're, you're a absolutely dud. Like, nope no you're not Ugh. And you could tell immediately when she kissed him, like, there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. She literally felt nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction, because people were hard, we were hard on Rachel, too, because we were like, damn, Fred, yeah, like, he's yeah, so nice yeah. and, you know, sweet. Like, at least give him a chance. Like, she seemed to just be not even, in, she mm-hmm. didn't give him a chance, like, at all. Like, didn't give him any time of day. My thought is maybe Rachel was just not attracted to him. Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. She could have seen exactly mm-hmm. what we saw in that moment first like mm-hmm. night yeah like that timid passiveness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's not very attractive mm-hmm. even though he's very physically attractive yes. like that kind of quality she probably picked that up asap mm-hmm. and was like yeah nah yeah and considering but, who yeah, her fiance her. is now <laughs> and which well, the qualities right. that she likes she loves someone who takes yeah, charge yeah. and l- grabs your face and makes out not fucking asks you for Oof, a kiss yeah that's so true mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, poor Fred. We literally never saw him again. So. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moment number nine. Um, this is 
the live finale. Mm -hmm. So ABC doing Rachel dirty on the live finale of her season. So never have we had to watch a lead sit on live television and watch her break up live in front never. of a studio audience. Yep. Like they literally never did that before yeah. Rachel in her live finale. Mm -hmm. um, it was pretty cruel. It was mm -hmm. very successful at making Rachel out to be this like angry scorned woman. Yep. Um, because we had to watch her break up with Peter and mm -hmm. everyone was like huge Peter fans. Mm -hmm. um, it made Peter fans even more sympathetic to Peter, which Peter, was the goal. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the whole thing was designed for him to basically be set up as the next bachelor. Yes, right. Um, Even it made though us look he did sad. not need this setup, he didn't need the setup because he had so many fans. Everybody loved Peter regardless, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. needed this moment of him looking like a sad kind of victim puppy dog, um, and make Rachel out to be kind of like the angry, scorned, angry. bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. girl who's like still hung up on him that's kind of almost how it made her yeah. seem because mm -hmm. she was so filled with like so much emotion around this whole thing mm. um, it made us I mean we even was looking sideways at Rachel because we're like oh why is she giving him attitude why is she being so defensive like this was why, 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 our why? Super Bowl we were like oh, yeah. watching the big game we were like maybe it'll turn around live during the, during the finale <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're like maybe she's gonna maybe he's gonna come out and pose live yeah, like right live <laughs> we still had hope that it was peter and rachel in the end oh my god um but yeah they really had her up there they really just did her dirty so really wrong. did her dirty so wrong um definitely one of the most memorable finales we've ever seen mm -hmm. of this franchise um and i think what really happened and so what they put her on blast basically for her having she had to like defend her choice mm -hmm. in Brian mm -hmm. and defend mm -hmm. her happiness while also explaining herself to Peter when he doesn't really deserve anything <laughs> like he doesn't anything. need that he got that already like yeah like she doesn't owe anybody shit mm -mm. um and so the whole thing was just kind of like icky like she had to do a lot of yeah. work on stage when really yes. she should have just been sitting there pretty and like enjoying her happiness yeah. Yeah. I would say the one redeeming thing about this was that the whole ABC ploy ended up not being successful in the end because Peter exactly. turned down being the bachelor. Booyah. Yeah. And Rachel and Brian are still together. So still together. I think we have an August wedding date. Oh, this August, really? I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They are still together. Peter literally as he stepped off the stage, never like never <laughs> saw the Bachelor again. franchise again. <laughs> And so they did all of that at the expense of Rachel, and they didn't even get what they wanted in the end. Yep. So terrible. And that was moment number nine. What's number our nine. Eight, uh, eight most memorable moments from Rachel's Number season? eight was meeting Rachel's family. Oh, um, I love it. So good. So, so good. When they panned that camera to that huge-ass house, I was just so excited. I was yes. like, this is a, like a certain level of black excellence in here and when her father wasn't there because he is a judge and a can't be bothered judge. with you american <laughs> broadcasting company oh oh my oh, god so good so, i love so it good, but yeah i did appreciate i appreciated that she came from a very normal everyday like american 
middle, yes. almost upper middle class family. Yep. Yep. Um, and they just so happened to be black. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was, mm-hmm. I'm glad that the viewers of this show who were like, I mean, let's talk about the core audience here. This is like <laughs> middle America, white MAGA hat wearing mm. like Barbara's. I don't know. <laughs> they got to sit and watch this. They got to see yeah. a black hometown. Having a black te- contestant is one thing, but getting to go to a black hometown, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, for some of those MAGA hat wearing people, this might have been their only time they've ever seen a black person in love or, or like the only time ever any ever seeing a black nuclear family mm-hmm. you know which is mm-hmm. wild but you know wild okay um mm-hmm. so watched a couple clips on this rachel's mom was really grilling brian and i think mm-hmm. she was really grilling brian because she saw the heart eye emoji face on rachel Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And knew that he was a little slick. He was always saying the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that Rachel said during the season too. She was like, "This is weird that you're always so charming." But her mm-hmm. her mom was not falling for it. Her mom was like, "So what's the deal with you? <laughs> like, what yeah. is what is going on here?" And she said she could tell that Rachel didn't like how she, you know she was kind of grilling him, but she didn't mm-hmm. care. No. She's like, this is my daughter's life. And mm-hmm. my my husband's not here. So, so I need to I get do. all the questions answered. Mm-hmm. 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 And yeah, it was I loved one of the her mom was like times, super tough. Oh, mm-hmm. it was one of the only times we got like deep answers out of Brian on the show. Mm-hmm. They made him look mm-hmm. real superficial on the show, but his family, her family like dragged it out of him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, her mom was questioning him a lot. Like, she had mm-hmm. tenfold, like, number of questions for Brian than mm-hmm. she did for Peter and Eric. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. they were not playing. Rachel's sister loved her sister. Loved her mm-hmm. sister. Her sister had, like, a perma side eye, like, the whole time, <laughs> particularly for Brian. For all of them, she was yes. very tough, but particularly on the Brian um, mm-hmm. visit, she was, like, just not taking anything at face value. Like, permanent mm-hmm. side eye. Um, like I, in the clip I watched, Brian said something about like his mother was the number one woman in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, and the sister instant, her face was like, (laughs) all turned sideways. (laughs) And like another point, Brian, he dropped the word love and the mom, her face was like, huh? Like everybody in that whole family was just so skeptical in the way that they should because your daughter Mm -hmm. You love dearly is bringing home somebody that you do not know. And the two of them are talking about they in love. And it's like, what is this? Who are you? Who are you? What was your name again? Two other men are coming from you. And then there's one after. So what do you mean? Right. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Because the best hometowns yeah. are when the they ask good questions. Yep. And they're not yep. just being purposely mean, but they're really mm-hmm. trying to understand this person who their daughter is walking in the house claiming to be loved up and down by, but they literally don't even know who they are. And all they get are right. words, but they need to kind of like weed through the words. And then mm-hmm. also, I love that her mom said, because Rachel got very defensive at one point. Her mom, like, why are you always questioning? Like, why do you keep questioning him? And the mom said to her, she said, you are in a bubble. We are outside mm-hmm. of the bubble. We do not know this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is why we are questioning him. And I appreciated that. It was a good... uh it was a good meeting of the family. 
It was. It was. What's the next one? What's the next uh, moment, friend? The number seven moment of the most memorable times of Rachel Lindsay's season is Will admitting that he only dated white girls. Mm-hmm. Now, from Drum Street, I thought Will was a cornball. Yep. Agreed. From his limo, I had to go back and like, I was like, who's this little guy again? So from his limo <laughs> entrance, where he dressed up as Steve Urkel, corny oh shit. Oh my god. Um, nonetheless, he was cute, he was black, so mm. we're, you know, intrigued tall. to see. Tall. Mm. You know, we're still intrigued to watch him, see what his connection with Rachel's gonna be. Well, one of the most, to me, this is one of the most shocking moments of the season, in my opinion, is when this man decided to admit on mm-hmm. national television that he <laughs> mostly dates white women mm-hmm. and just and this is something i would hide because you're just looking crazy Me too. this is something i would not admit i would lie up and mm-hmm. down i've dated this girl that yes. girl black girls and i think like <laughs> why yep. black yep. man are you getting on tv and doing this <laughs> so the scene was will was hanging out with some of the guys in the house and said that rachel quote did not look like the people I've been dating for the past couple of years. He then admitted that he typically dates white girls and then backed it up by saying, it's not like I don't like, I don't date black girls. I have lie, but growing up where I grew up, especially in high school, there weren't a lot of black girls. Another lie. Right. Like (laughs) so much in there. I can just dissect. Yeah, this right. is you're just stupid. <laughs> this whole explanation. Yeah. Then uh, Madu goes on his one-on-one date with Rachel, where they literally had zero connection. None. Not even friends. Not even like, friends. Nothing. Like Rachel didn't seem like she even want to be bothered with this dude. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a waste of her time. It seems like. Then on their date, he admits to her that he's mm. mostly dated outside of his race, mostly dated white women. Mm-hmm. And so Rachel said she was not buying his explanation too about how I grew up in a white town, so I don't really know that many black girls. Yeah, Rachel no, said no. her Mm-mm. No, Rachel said herself, I was raised in a majority white community, but I mm-hmm. predominantly dated black people. <laughs> right. And it was just so painful just watching Will's whackness just play out so awkwardly. <laughs> like, I, and I'm oh, sure, God. like, his, this was, like, a moment for many black viewers, black female viewers of the mm-hmm. show, who we mm-hmm. all know a Will. Mm-hmm. We all know that black dude who does not date what black girls who yeah. will claim up and down that, you know, it's not a preference, like, da-da-da-da. But mm. he has not given a chance, not one time, to no black girls. He's only exclusively dates white girls. And the second and, he finds a white girl with a big ass who can make some chicken, boom, done. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and Gone. to each their Oof. own, you can have your preference, whatever, whatever. But yes, you yeah. are on national television admitting this foolishness. <laughs> and you're on a date with Rachel fucking Lindsay, who is gorgeous and successful and... Someone that you should be vying for, and yet you sat on a date and just looked her in the eyes and said, I don't really date girls who look like you. (laughs) That's, like, my track record. Like, you just dumb. You could at least come up with a lie. (laughs) I was glad he didn't lie. Oh, my God. You could have made something up. It was so, such a strange, strange moment. Such a strange, Mm -hmm. um, strange moment. Also, just 
maybe just think about like the casting like where did they find this guy yeah. Yeah. You, Rachel before told everybody that she mostly dated black men mm-hmm. and then you bring in a cast of black men one of the black men doesn't even date black women like what <laughs> was a waste of a casting that was just uh that was um he was a black guy that they just needed to throw in another one but he's someone who doesn't even date black women like what was the point of even having him here and he's dumb because he couldn't even admit that he was into black women (laughs) or i don't even know next what's next (laughs) (laughs) reading back and watching the clips of him was just so annoying and just like brought up so many just the triggering feelings yeah triggering shit from college yes yes <laughs> everybody knows that one black guy that so fine only day the white girls good guy yeah yikes yikes uh, so number, What's number six? six moment one of my favorite moments and in doing this research i watched this back at least four times which was rachel's <laughs> limo entrances she had such good ones particularly peter and mm-hmm. Brian's limo entrances. Now, mm-hmm. Brian was, like, speaking Spanish to her, mad suave. This is the moment that I remember it was Natasha and I and our other friend. We were watching. We were like, oh, okay. This is, like, he's, like, kind of cute. All right. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he was, like, 38, mm-hmm. too. We were like, that's a solid age, 38. Yeah, he's dumb old. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Not playing around. <laughs> but... The very first limo entrance, and I will maintain the best limo entrance mm. I've ever seen, was Peter. Change the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. From the moment Change the game on limo entrances. His polka dot sock coming out of the limo had me from there. And then they panned up to his, like, jacquard print jacket and a little bow mm-hmm. tie, and he straightened up himself and smiles. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. He was so fine. Oh, my God. So fine. It was unbelievable. And the first out the limo. He so when he, he stepped out the limo, I mean, mouths of all viewers oh. across the country dropped Again. because we've never seen someone who looked like this on The Bachelor. <laughs> on The Bachelorette. <laughs> and whether you like Peter now or not, regardless of how you feel about him now, yes. everybody's mouth drops <laughs> yes. when he came out that damn limo. Yes. <laughs> And it was the first out the limo. Mm-hmm. I was so happy for Rachel. I said, yes, yes Lord. They are casting <laughs> full-on meals yeah. on this show. Oh, my God, this man. What is this? He looked like a, like a supermodel. Yeah, he did. It was unreal. He did. He did. But he looked, like, unreal but not untouchable because of his gap. Yes. Like, he had that little, like, imperfection about him that was like, okay, you're a human being. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. oof, just fine oh. all around. Delicious. So oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then... The next moment, friend. Number five? Mm-hmm. Number five. Number five in our countdown is the kiss heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Brian's night one kiss. Now, when we watched mm-hmm. the premiere, it was me, this is like years ago, me, Justine, our friend Eloise at Eloise's apartment, and we were fans of Brian like from the beginning because he was old he knew what he wanted like mm-hmm. all that stuff when they kissed the three of us were like a horny little schoolgirl, mm. like wow <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget we're like screeching oh my god <laughs> all 
up in the TV screen. Oh my god. So let me back up. Let's break down the kiss scene real quick. So Rachel, mm-hmm. he took mm-hmm. Rachel. He, Brian, sorry, Brian took Rachel out to the front of the house where they sat, had some like private time. Fresh out the gate, this nigga said, so, you know, I'm a chiropractic physician, so that means I'm good with my hands. Mm-hmm. Already, mm. <laughs> with the lines and the sexual innuendos. Oh, my yep. God. And Rachel, yep. she's like, you know, damn, here comes the trouble. You're the trouble, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And just from that scene, they had so much just, like, instant physical attraction. Oh, my God. Fireworks, Fireworks. Bro. And then he he was speaking Spanish to her, and then he just naturally kind of has this like, mm-hmm. um, just like strong sexual energy, I guess. Like, I yeah. <laughs> yes. he's just like a very sexual being. Yeah. Um, and you could just the the physical attraction scene that was just like so palpable. And suddenly he they're talking about him being a troublemaker and something something, and then he just went in for the kill, and it was a hell mm-hmm. of a kiss. You've been watching mm-hmm. it back just an hour ago, getting my notes together. Yes. It was a good-ass kiss. Yeah, I watched it. I had the same reaction I did three years ago watching this. I was like, oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good kiss. I love the moment because I don't think anyone was expecting Rachel to kiss anyone on the first night. Yeah, she didn't want you know? to. She said no, she, she didn't wasn't want going to. to. Yeah, she didn't want to. She also, she's very, she's very, like, buttoned up, you know? She's... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's fun and whatnot, but, like, she, you know, she's here. She's serious. She's trying to find her love. So, like, I didn't expect that at all. They were tonguing mm-hmm. down. It was a good kiss. You <laughs> could hear it. It really was the kiss heard yeah, around yeah, the world. You did. <laughs> and he got the first impression rose after mm-hmm. that. And that was really, like, the beginning of the Rachel and Brian story. Their love story. Yep. All right. Should we move into our number four yeah. moments? Number four. So, so we watched people on this franchise slip through the cracks before. Mm-hmm. Nobody has slipped through the cracks more than Adam and Matt. Who? Who's that? <laughs> Come again? Who? <laughs> I still don't know who these people are. Oh These my poor God. things, not only do they have, like, very nondescript names, like, anyone could be Adam and anyone could be Matt. <laughs> so true. But they just, we saw zero personality. Matt was the one who came in the penguin suit, who mm-hmm. Natasha, Eloise, and I, all three of us thought it was a hairline cover-up. Because <laughs> his hairline he was had terrible. <laughs> receding hairline. Oh, he had to wear a whole, I don't know, he was a penguin, a turkey, a pigeon. I don't know. He was some kind of bird. <laughs> um, and then Adam, who later on we saw in Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. right? And he came and fell in love with Raven. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still together, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody saw anything from them the whole season. It was the worst the editing job in the history of the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> ever because they made it to top five they made it to they made it to the top, top six, six the week before hometowns <laughs> <laughs> and we literally never saw them never 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 they were so focused on like kenny and lee and like mm-hmm. all this all this other drama, drama and some stuff that we're going to talk about later but uh, like, they could have given these two guys a chance it was wild <laughs> for two white men on the black girl season exactly (laughs) and like i had to watch did you watch the scene over of rachel sending them home 
No, no. Oh, my God. That's one of the most comical things I've ever seen. Rachel, <laughs> keep in mind, this is the top six. So she has deep invested feelings in these guys. And this is the week before hometown. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. scene of Rachel sending them home, she is bawling her eyes out. <laughs> She's sitting with Matt bawling and said, you know, you remind me most of myself. You have such a special place in my heart. It meant so much for you to be here. What? I hate saying goodbye like this and was bawling. And I distinctly remember Twitter was like, who is that man? <laughs> who the fuck is that? What is his name? Like, we literally oh did not God. even know these people's names. And she was crying <laughs> tears over her, oh over this guy. God. It was so it was hilarious to watch because I just remember mm-hmm. the feedback online where nobody knew who any of these like who either of those guys were. <laughs> oh my god! But but as you said, thank God for Pirate Paradise because they both went to Paradise and we actually like got to know who the fuck Adam and Matt were. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we go into our number three moment or in the top three? Number three. Yep. Um, yep. Number three is the epic, infamous. Mm. Peter and Rachel breakup scene. Lord have mercy. So I have to admit every day, multiple times a day in the weeks following the finale, I would literally torture myself by watching the Rachel and Peter breakup scene on YouTube. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just like, yeah, by the way, a non monetized video that has like 700,000 views. Oh, so (laughs) many views because women across (laughs) the world are doing this. Whenever you want a good yes. cry or a good... I don't even yep. know. Sometimes I've always been crying. I was just watching the shit out of the scene. Why was yep. it so compelling to watch? I don't even know. Because it was so real. It was so it real. It yeah. so real. We haven't seen that on reality TV, I don't think, ever. Not, not a breakup as raw as that. Yeah. No, and even, like, feelings as raw as this. I yeah. don't know. Most of the time, you could tell it's orchestrated. Right. Like, unless it's a death. Like, but this, like, just breakup scene and two people falling in love, never. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah, that shit was wild. So, I mean, if you want a refresher, it's on YouTube. You can find it real quick, guys. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's the two of them going back and forth, back and forth for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, when we interviewed Rachel Lindsay, which we did that about two seasons ago. Go back and watch, uh, listen to yes, that episode. it's a good one. Uh, when we interviewed Rachel Lindsay, she said that episode, she said that conversation was like three, four hours long. Yeah. Yeah. But we just got like four, four or five super intense minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel literally saying goodbye to a man that she loves <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and has no control over it because he's basically saying, I'm not going to propose to you tomorrow. And she's not letting up on getting a proposal. So they were at yeah. a standoff essentially. Um, and it was just sad to watch because basically their relationship became a casualty of the bachelor process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because without that forced proposal, like who knows what could have happened? I mean, yeah. she could have still chose Brian. Yeah. I'm sure. I think she would have personally. I think she still would have because she's mm-hmm. with him now and clearly has like stronger feelings for him. But it, I think that even would have made it even more complicated because. Mm-hmm you would have had two really good guys at the end who were like, yeah, I'll be your boyfriend. Like, <laughs> but their relationship, yeah, it was a casualty of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just heart wrenching to watch. Like he yeah. walks her out. She is bawling. Her mm-hmm. eyelashes are falling out. Mm-hmm. 
they make out she walks away she doesn't want to leave she comes back mm-hmm. they make out again then she leaves like it was Peter's a classic hand, like, shaking wiping the tears off her face mm-hmm. oh my god yep. he's a mess Ugh. as well he don't want to say goodbye mm-hmm. and it was just a classic bachelor moment just best breakup mm-hmm. scene of all time <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure but oh now God. that I look at it, and also now that we have spoken to Rachel Lindsay about this, mm-hmm. I totally see why she could not even justify picking him over Brian. Mm-hmm. Because the way this man was talking versus the way that Brian was talking to her sounded crazy. Sounded way too crazy. And she just wasn't in the place especially during that whole season when she was saying very firm on her rules for most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, She couldn't justify just like breaking the rules for this guy based on what he said was going to happen. Like, and that he said that Brian would give her a mediocre life when he said that shit. That was crazy. Yeah. I think also Rachel, like with the show, as we've said we've said tons of times on this podcast that none of this is real. You can only go off yeah. based off people's words. Yeah. Like you're in this bubble. He can't, you know, do any big actions to show you that he's dedicated to you. He can, all he can do is tell you. Mm-hmm. So for her, Brian, not Brian, uh, Peter <laughs> just saying like, yes, we can be together. Like just having those words and not mm-hmm. having it sealed with a ring mm-hmm. that she was not going to say. Like, she's like, I need an action. We are yeah. past the words. Yes. The show yeah. is over at the finale. I need an action, yeah. not just words. I yeah. think, I think that's really what it came down to as well. Yeah. Um, and it makes more sense now when I look at it. Cause back when I was watching it, I was like, this is crazy. She wants a proposal <laughs> from these men. She does not know. But now I see it because you're sitting in this bubble with guys that you love. And mm-hmm. then they're telling you they love you back. But how do I know you love me back? Right. All I know is just these fucking words. You promised that we're going to be together afterwards. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but if I had that ring though, I would know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? So I get it. Definitely get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move into our number two. number two. So number two, ugh, classic, is the mm. hometowns of the guys. I think every uh-huh. single hometown from every single guy could have been spotlighted. Um, uh-huh. Brian had... I would say Peter's was kind of normal. Oh, but... yeah. That's right. I was just thinking, like, whose was the fourth? Peter's. Yeah, Peter's is boring. Yeah. They seem really nice. They're on Instagram, right? Uh-huh. Supporting his gym or whatever. So that's nice. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, so Brian's hometown in Miami. Amazing. With uh-huh. his mother who was sobbing, crying, even thinking about giving her son over to this woman. <laughs> Was not her. Right. (laughs) Um, Which I'm sure they get along now and it's all great, but she was pretty hard on Rachel. Um, Mm -hmm. Eric, we had a black hometown, Mm -hmm. which was amazing to see. Um, I really loved loved seeing how the black women in his family really rallied around Rachel being with their son. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And how they raised him and how they did not tear her down in any way, shape, or form. And probably weren't as hard on her as they would have been. Um, Mm -hmm. But they just really came together in a really amazing way. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was also the moment that, like, Eric became the boy and Rachel became the woman. 
like yeah. during that episode, it was like, oh, yeah. Eric is like, yeah. We really, <laughs> yeah, we saw his youth like yeah. shine through his yeah. like inexperience he, and yeah, he like, like never he was still home. He never yeah. was in love. Like all these things that now that I'm 29 and he was 29, I'm like, for real? No, yeah. None of the above. <laughs> yeah, and just the kind of the. It's one thing to be really close with your mother and like all these women, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he almost seemed kind of like protected and coddled by them in a way. Yes. Like, yeah. And it yeah. just played into his like lack of experience. He just seemed mm-hmm. so youthful, like too youthful yeah. to become like Rachel's husband. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um. And then, and then mm. it was Dean's hometown. The hometown of all hometowns. The yep. best hometown in yep. the history of the Bachelor franchise. Still, oh, <laughs> another yeah. one. Oh yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, his dad was and stepmom, I guess, um, mm-hmm. were both Sikh. Um, yep. And Dean did not do a very good job in explaining why <laughs> or what happened. He had no, he said he grew up in a very religious home, not that religion, and mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. mother passed away when he was fourteen. Mm-hmm. And it all just went downhill from there. Um, yeah. I guess she was the anchor of the family. The mm-hmm. brother and sister were really weird as well. They didn't really like. They weren't talk close a at all. Lot. I don't think they spoke really that much. Mm-mm. He um, said, and he had not seen his dad in two years. And this yeah. was the first time that all of them, brother, sister, Dean, dad, were under the same roof in eight years. Oh. Like, oh on a God. hometowns episode on The Bachelorette. Like that. <laughs> What? This is wild. <laughs> Another real moment, though. A very, mm-hmm. very real moment on TV. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah, it was a lot. And then even the lead up to it, I remember they just did that slow zoom in on the his dad's this house. Face. And the dad's face and the and house. The they made it seem like a horror movie we was about to go to. Yes. Yep. Yep. It was wild. Yeah, the ep- this episode, or Dean's hometown had us, uh, I hate to say, we were laughing like crazy. <laughs> we had us oh laid out. We were howling. <laughs> howling. <laughs> but also on, like, the edge of our seats. It was, like, great mm-hmm. editing. There was yeah. so much backstory with the family drama. Like, mm-hmm. we had no idea what the hell was about to go down the hometown. Dean, as they're walking up, kept repeating how terrified he was. Like, what the yeah. hell is about to happen? <laughs> And it was a train wreck. It was terrible. I felt so yeah, no, bad for right. Dean. <laughs> he was right. He was absolutely right. He should have been terrified yeah. because it was a train wreck and a half. And they made him film this shit on television. Oh, my God. So bad. And, like, mm-hmm. I was watching earlier, too, a scene between Dean and his dad where, I mean, he hasn't seen his dad in two years. Mm-hmm. And so they obviously they don't talk and there's so much mm-hmm. pent up stuff and him and his dad have like this one-on-one moment mm-hmm. and this one part that was so uncomfortable the dad was talking about like oh it's so great to see all the progress dean has made you know that must mean i was a pretty good dad and like literally this man said this you have not talked to your son in two years but okay. right that's horrific what do you mean yeah <laughs> And Dean is just sitting there, like, stone-faced. And you can just tell he's just suppressing, suppressing, like, all the emotions. Just suppressing it as he's been doing probably Mm -hmm. since the mother died. And the dad Mm -hmm. just, like, didn't keep his family together. And then the two of them kind of have these deep-ass conversations. 
um, bringing up stuff from the past and the mom and the cancer and all all this shit mm-hmm. happening on, oh like, outside camera. the confounds of a therapist's office, for one, but on <laughs> national television? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's one of the oh hardest God. and the most memorable hometown I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, so that leads us to our number one moment. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> our most memorable moments of Rachel Lindsay's season mm-hmm. is the DeMario showdown <laughs> when we meet um, Lexi with her scrunchie. Oh, I didn't Bumble even know her girl, name was Lexi. And Rachel, her read upon read mm. of DeMario that solidified her as the greatest bachelorette of all, all time. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, so the producers dug up some crazy, dusty girl from DeMario's past, some girl he met on Bumble, who was claiming up and down that they were basically, like, engaged to be married. Like, she was making it sound like they were (laughs) full-on in love at the altar. He was looking at her like, she is a girl I slept with once or twice. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) And it was just wild because the minute Rachel brought Demario out to confront this girl, this man was lying from mm-hmm. minute oh, yeah. second yeah. one. Yep. yep. First, he claimed he didn't know who she was. Then he explained that she was just some chick from Bumble. Um, and then he claimed that he broke up with her face to face. The girl was saying up and down that did not happen. Right. That's the other thing. In the corner... Cash me outside, which is what I've been calling her because she looked just like that girl, was sitting in the corner with her scrunchie, her velvet scrunchie on her hand and her phone, her snakeskin phone. Like, I have the evidence right here. I know Uh when he left my house. I have fibers of his hair. I have a toenail clipping. And I have exactly (laughs) when he was sleeping at my house. I know everything. I give it all to you, Rachel. I got you. (laughs) She got her. Yeah, she did. She came with all the receipts. Rachel was laying into him, questioning after question you know mm-hmm. when did you break things off when was the last time you spoke to her like true lawyer shit like she came yeah, with all yes. the questions and he was just flailing the entire time <laughs> like it was so funny to watch and then homegirl cash me outside gave rachel her phone and rachel literally within three seconds verified that he was lying Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. saw all the texts. There was no breakup. She was not just some mm-hmm. girl in Bumble. Like, they had an actual kind of, I don't know how extensive their relationship was, but they had a relationship of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rachel full on just read him to filth. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not here to be played. I'm not here to be mm-hmm. made a joke of. So I'm going to need you to get the fuck out and, like, actually drop the F-bomb. I yes. loved it. Me too. <laughs> Drop the mic While and walk wearing Jordan away. 11s. I'll let everybody here know. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. teed up, ready to go. And then, later at the house, this Negro decides to show up yet again <laughs> to plead his case to Rachel. Rachel, again, reads him to his grave. <laughs> the fact he said something about in my Uber ride here, and I was yes. like, they couldn't even send a car for you. You no, you had to call to an Uber, Uber your way to the yourself. bachelor mansion. Oh my god! To get cursed out. Oh, to get cursed out. She read him 
again, like for a second time. She said, I need a man who owns his mistakes. And I gave you time and time again in the gym with you looking like a (laughs) damn fool to explain yourself. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) She said, had you owned up to your foolishness, you might be in the house right now. Mm -hmm. You know, yesterday in the gym, that was a boy. I'm looking for a man. Mm. I'm glad you came to the realization that you want to move forward, but forward is not into the mansion. Forward is outside those gates. <laughs> she just came with zinger after zinger after zinger oh after zinger. God. And then the cherry on top is when she said, thank you, and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest bachelorette of all time. Of like, all time loved ever. it. And he was speechless, uh, and all that nigger does is talk. And he was like, he- <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so true. He's such a talker. Talk, mm-hmm. talk, talk. Mm-hmm. And then was left there on silent. Didn't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. And that that concludes our countdown. That's it. Nice little walk down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Our favorite season of all time. Mm-hmm. Rachel Lindsay. A, not only just the favorite season of all time, but I think truly one of the best seasons of this oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the amount of drama, the weird editing, Dean's hometown within itself <laughs> hometown. was like, <laughs> yeah. that within itself was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. All right. What's coming up next week? Hannah B's season. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your predictions, friend? What do you think we're going to see? <laughs> yeah. So one, one exciting piece of news I do want to share for people who mm-hmm. haven't already like heard this. There's a new element coming to um, the show on night one, mm-hmm. Hannah's Angels. Mm-hmm. So Demi and Katie from last season will be brought back and they will be set up in a surveillance van parked outside of the mansion. And they'll get to watch footage of the guys in the house during night one. And then they get mm-hmm. to report back to Hannah. I think this is brilliant. I think this is great also. They're called Hannah's Angels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. so this is the brainchild of Demi herself because she had the idea, if you all remember, in her uh, like first little clip where she wanted to have like a petite Victoria's Secret Angels and she was going to call them Demi's Angels. Mm. She had this whole branding going. So Demi Bravo, girl, you on your way. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got that check. Uh-huh. Trademark that shit. Yep. yep. <laughs> So I think this is brilliant. We've literally, this show is so dusty. They have not Mm -hmm. done anything new Mm -hmm. to the formula of the show Mm -hmm. since they started the show 17 years ago. So this is very exciting that they're bringing this in. And Mm -hmm. you and I personally love Demi. A lot of people love Demi because she's good for some one-liners and shit. Um, And then Katie, Katie, I mean, she was a huge character on last season and she Mm -hmm. was even on the damn show. After she left the house, she was a huge character with all the tea that she spilled yep. um, after she left. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see what drama or what they're going to see in the house with the guys um, and report to Hannah. Um, other predictions for Hannah's season. Oh, boy. I'm predicting a lot of Chads, a lot of Tanners, mm-hmm. a lot of just 24-year-olds, like captain of the mm-hmm. rowing team as dudes. like. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I'm expecting. Um, I'm predicting she will get engaged. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's, I would be shocked if she does not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think she's going to pick someone just, like, very predictable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I think it's going to uh-huh. be a pretty predictable season. I don't really see any, like, standout drama happening yeah. um, or anything truly different. The only thing that I think we could truly benefit out of this is if there is a black man on her show that these viewers fall in love with, we might get a black bachelor. Ain't gonna happen. I know, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> Girl, I have hopes of a, a woman with a hijab on this show. Yeah, I you have, have some high fantasies, my friend. This is not even a hope. This is a full-on <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> this is not coming true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're not going to get our Black Bachelor from Hannah B. season. <laughs> I, I Listen, stranger things have happened. This is true. Well, I'll keep I have hoping hope. and wishing on a prayer. But <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We will see. We'll so, see. <laughs> um, our final reminder: if you want to hear us next week recapping mm-hmm. Hannah B's season, um, again we have moved our podcast to Patreon. If you want to receive weekly recaps and hear all of our tea and juice on this Hannah B's uh, upcoming season, then you've got to become a patron on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Head to patreon.com slash two black girls one rose. For just $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to our weekly recaps. All of the information is down in our description box. Um, so please head on over to the website. And as we stated, we are looking for a thousand of you guys, just a thousand of y'all, mm-hmm. to follow suit and sign up for Patreon. And we promise that we will recap the show please support us we want to be back here next week. yes we want okay. to be back we love it we love it um and yeah so that's it that's the episode that's it. remember rate review subscribe hit us up on twitter email facebook instagram all of the things mm-hmm. any email and call outs we... email us merch mm-hmm. get some merch going merch we still got merch mm-hmm. if you ain't get your mug yet two black girls one rose we got tank top <laughs> we got stickers we got all kind of stuff teespring.com that's t-e-e spring.com slash the number two black girls number one rose and that's it y'all we'll be back that's it bye guys hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 